I counted once. I counted twice. Yes. 23 chocolate cupcakes with chocolate icing, liberally decorated with sprinkles. I put the cupcakes one by one into the shallow cardboard box I begged from the dollar store clerk. Of course, I'd lined it with aluminum foil, and of course each little cake was in its own paper cup. A white sugar sprinkle rolled off, and I dropped it back onto the dark icing and gently pressed it down. I tried to ignore the siren song my bed was singing. I was up, and I had to stay up. I'd been too tired to bake the night before. I'd gotten off work at midnight and had fallen into bed the minute I'd put on my nightshirt and brushed my teeth. Monday nights at Merlot's bar are usually pretty light, and I'd assumed the night before would follow suit. Naturally, since I'd hoped to get off a little early, last night had broken the pattern. Rural northern Louisiana is not a big tourist route, so we didn't get a whole lot of strangers in Merlot's. But members of a Baton Rouge bikers club had attended a huge motorcycle jamboree in Arkansas, and on their way home, about twenty of them had stopped to have supper and a few brews at Merlot's. And they'd stayed. And stayed. I should have appreciated their patronage, since I have a partnership in the bar-slash-restaurant. But I hadn't been able to stop thinking about those twenty-three cupcakes I had to make, and calculating how long it would take me to mix, bake, and ice them. Then I'd figured how long it would take me to drive to Red Ditch, where my nephew, Hunter Savoy, would be celebrating Labor Day with his kindergarten classroom. When I'd finally trudged in my back door, I'd looked at the recipe waiting optimistically on the counter along with the mixing bowl and the dry ingredients, and I'd thought, no way. So I'd gotten up with the larks to bake cupcakes. I'd showered and dressed and brushed my long blonde hair into a ponytail. I'd recounted the little goodie bags and boxed them too. Now I was on my way. The boxes with the cupcakes and the goodie bags carefully positioned on the floorboard of the back seat. It's not that long a drive to Red Ditch, but it's not that easy a drive either. Mostly parish roads through rural areas. Louisiana isn't exactly known for its up-to-date road maintenance, and there were crumbling shoulders and potholes aplenty. I saw two deer in time to dodge them, and as I drove slowly on a low-lying two-lane through a bayou, there was a big movement in the reeds around its bank, big enough to signal gator. This would be a fairly rare sighting, so I made a mental note to check out the bank on my way home. By the time I parked in front of Hunter's school, I felt like it was already noon, but when I pulled my cell phone from my purse to check, I discovered the digital numbers read 1003. I had arrived at the time Hunter's dad, Remy Savoy, had told me the teacher had requested. The Red Ditch School had once been a combination elementary and middle school. Since parish-wide consolidation, it was only a kindergarten for the children in the immediate area. I parked right in front of the wide sidewalk leading up to the dilapidated double doors. The yard was trimmed, but littered with pine cones and the odd bit of childish debris, a gum wrapper here, a crumpled piece of paper there. The low brown brick building, clearly built in the 60s and not much changed since then, was quiet in the warm September sun. It was hard to believe the kindergarten was packed full of children. I stretched, hearing my spine make some little crackling noises. Constantly being on my feet was taking its toll, 
and I was only in my twenties. Then I shook myself. It was not a day to think about a future of aching knees and feet. It was Hunter's Day. I couldn't gather my purse, the cupcakes in their broad, flat box, and the box of goodie bags all at the same time. After a moment's indecision, I decided to take in the cupcakes first, rather than leave them in the warm car. I slung my big purse over one shoulder and lifted the cupcakes with both hands. I'd gotten them this far, and they still looked great. If I could just get them into the school and into the classroom without letting them slide around. I made it to the front door and up two shallow steps with no incident. By holding up the box as if I were delivering a pizza, I freed a hand to turn the knob, opening the door enough to use my butt to keep the opening wide enough for me and the box. It was a relief.